0: Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We've got leaks. We've got schedule leaks. The entirety of the NFL schedule comes out on Wednesday night. But as we're sitting here right now on a Wednesday morning, taping this up for you guys here at Steelers Standard, The week one of the NFL schedule is out in its completion. We will go over all of it, but we will spend the majority of the time talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers in their first matchup of the season. They're going on the road. And it is no layup. They are going up to Buffalo to face off against the runners-up from the AFC last season, the Buffalo Bills. Steelers, of course, played the Buffalo Bills the past two seasons and have been 0-2 in their previous two meetings against them. So a bit of a losing streak that the Steelers will try to snap against Buffalo in Buffalo week one of the season. That's a 1 o'clock kick, so yay for all of us here that have (laughs) to work during Steelers broadcast. That's the best time possible, 1 o'clock on a Sunday. But, boys, you know, you really kind of wanted the Steelers to open up maybe with the Bengals, maybe they get the Lions at home, you know. An easy win. There's not many cupcakes on the schedule for the Steelers this year, really just the Bengals games and maybe the Lions, and then everybody else has a puncher's chance against them. But instead, they get dealt maybe one of the hardest opponent, if not the hardest opponent, that the Steelers have to face on their schedule this year, right out of the gates, going up to face the Buffalo Bills, and, you know... As far as building confidence and trying to get a new offense implemented, not the best team to go up against.
1: No, it's not. I mean, like you said, the the schedule this year isn't going to be easy for the Steelers. And you start off with probably one of the games that you're probably going to chalk up as a loss. I know the game last year was remotely competitive, but it's not exactly who you want to start the season off of. You never want to start a season 0-1. And, you know, I think that's what is looking them in the face. Although, They've played Buffalo tough the last, actually the last two or three years. I mean, heck, um, I remember back, what was it? I think Duck Hodges played them tough or Mason. I can't remember which one started at that point in time. But that was Duck. It was Duck. I mean, they played them tough. So that you know, I mean, (laughs) that gives you a little bit of information, uh, you know, as it opposes to that. But um, yeah, it's not exactly who you want to open up with. I mean, we've talked about Josh Allen a lot on this show. I mean, he is the next uh, superstar. He's like that next guy of the. You know, we've talked so much about. Brady, Rodgers, and Mahomes, like, he's that next in line, I think, to those thrones. Um, I mean, he's fantastic, and I think Buffalo, uh, again, they're one of the favorites, you know, to be in the AFC Championship game again. It's not who you want to open up with, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I I, I think the mo- most important thing you said there, Kellen, was you don't want to start off a year with a with a loss. You don't want to start off 0-1 because that already puts you a step behind it, the rest of the teams that... That came in and won in, in week one and with an additional game with a with a week eighteen slated for this year for the first time in league history, you know, you wanna be able to stack wins just because any additional team that you could play could be an additional loss. And for the Steelers sake, it's a it's a team against Seattle who is pretty good. I mean, there are issues that we know of with the front office versus Russell Wilson, but they're still a dynamic team. Uh and i just think it's really unfortunate that the steelers are compared to last year when uh it was the uh, giants in week 1 even though it was on the road people were confident the steelers could win it and they did and they, they didn't look their best but they still went out there and won and they won in in a comfortable fashion at least and it's just unfortunate that now you know with the way the the steelers season ended last year uh with the four out of five losses and then the playoff loss against Cleveland, you want to kind of reverse that fortune as quickly as you can. And the fact that week one is this very tough opponent on the road in Buffalo, I don't know what the Steelers are going to do mentally to kind of reverse that, that headspace and say, we can, we can get out of this rut that we ended with last year, but it's going to be tough when your first opponent is, is one such as Buffalo.
0: Now we'll get to how they can stop that high-powered Buffalo offense in a second, but looking at the Steelers' offense and trying to get that running game going, the identity of this team needs to switch more towards a balanced approach, if not maybe run first ever so slightly as far as their plan of attack. Matt Canada, obviously a guy that will have runs, uh, have running plays creatively done mm-hmm. and creatively executed, but also the straightforward brand of just handing the ball off to Najee Harris and letting him go to work. The Bills ranked in the bottom half of rush defense in the 2020 season just barely. They were the uh, 17th-ranked team as far as just total yards allowed on the ground. They gave up 1,914 yards via the ground last season, so... Definitely not a heavyweight you're going up against as far as stopping the run. Obviously, teams are allowed to improve and the Bills might get a little bit better in that category. I'm sure that Sean McDermott, a defensive guy, takes a long look at that in the offseason and says, proving our run defense is in our best interest in the 2021 season. So they'll put a lot of effort, resources, and time into doing that. But still, you got a number one back from this draft class coming in for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to be the starter from day one. Projections of him competing for the rookie of the year on the offensive side of the ball are widespread around the league. So he, he's a, he's a dog for sure. And, He's going to have an opportunity to go up against a bottom of the league rushing defense bottom half of the league rushing defense right off the bat so if you want to find any sort of silver lining Steelers fans to the tough matchup it's that you're not getting a world beater as far as stopping the run is concerned and maybe Najee harris has some space to, to run with in his first game in the nfl
1: and i think you know that's if you have any reserves still about Najee harris i think it's because of the fact that you haven't seen him do it at the nfl level yet and it seems like, you know, he's going to have not an easy matchup. I don't think Buffalo's, I mean, I know Buffalo's statistically wise, isn't great against the run, but they're not a bad defense by any stretch. So if you see Najee Harris go out there and do well against Buffalo, you know, maybe you have some, you know, uh, your reserve, your reservations are going to be gone at that point in time. And the one thing I think that uh, is a big disadvantage for the Steelers and Jacob kind of mentioned this um, is the fact that they are going to be in Buffalo. And it's, You know, by that point, hopefully, it's full capacities in stadiums. That's a yeah. uh, that's a a fan base that is pretty crazy. Um, you know, you think about the scenes in the playoffs; they open right. it up a little bit. Um, but I mean, that's a fan base that is you know definitely going to get rowdy. They're, right? They're going to get rowdy, and that that Buffalo team is definitely going to have an advantage week one. If obviously the the stadium is at full capacity, which hopefully by that point it is. Even if um, it's not, even if it's like seventy five percent. I mean, it's it's going to be a raucous crowd, and and that's you know again. You don't want to start the season 0-1, and, and you definitely, right. you know, going to Buffalo in a, you know, pretty crazy environment might not exactly be the best thing in the world either. No, it's just
2: another factor of the Steelers could live in their fears of continuing the misfortunes that ended the the 2020 season. I mean, it's just, it's not where you want to pick up where you left off, you know?
0: offensively the buffalo bills are a juggernaut one of the best offenses in the nfl last season uh down the stretch they were catching the kansas city chiefs as far as their level of production was concerned uh josh allen kellen mentioned at the top of the episode here one of the better young quarterbacks in the nfl trying to break down that barrier get into that elite category the rogers the Mahomes, the brady's and he's right there he's knocking on that door uh, MVP candidate last year throughout the entire season. Ha- had his breakout year last season. He's brought the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs now two seasons in a row. Uh, no small feat for a team that went almost two decades without getting to the playoffs. So they've got their franchise quarterback there. I mentioned how the run uh, defense was a little sus for them. The run offense is also
2: a little mm-hmm. suspect for the Buffalo Bills. And they didn't address
0: that in the draft. They did either. not. The thing about Buffalo, though, and we talked about this last year on Steelers Saturday, our old show before we evolved into Steelers Standard here. The Buffalo Bills don't run the ball by choice, really. Right? Yeah. It was It wasn't that they weren't good at it. They had guys that could run the football, sure. and when they tried to run the ball, they were successful. Of course, Josh Allen being one of those guys, he's an incredible runner of the football. Honestly, behind yeah. Lamar Jackson, he's probably the best running quarterback in the NFL right now. Punishing guy, too. A different style of running. He hits you like a linebacker. Harder, yeah. Yeah. Like a young Ben Roethlisberger. Cam Newton almost, too. Yeah, kind of yeah. reminds me of that with that little extra speed than Ben had. But he, uh, besides him, they don't really hand the ball off to their running backs. They right. like to pass the ball a lot. Maybe that's something that they look to address this year. More of a traditional style of running the football. More of a commitment to running the football. Not just throwing the ball 60 times a game. Maybe that's something that they're going to look to address. But like Jacob said, they didn't really do that talent-wise through free agency or the draft. So you got to wonder what their plans are as far as running the football is concerned. And if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know you started last season with one of the best, if not the best, run defenses in the NFL. It kind of fell back down to 10-11 yeah. range in the NFL, but you're still top, still really 10, good. flirting with the top 10 as far as a rush defense is concerned as much as they don't like to run the ball, you stop that run early in this game, force them to become one dimensional. You're always going to have a better shot to beat a team.
1: Absolutely. And and, I mean, you are still playing with fire. If Josh Allen is the one throwing the football, you know what I mean? He's Mm -hmm. definitely um, an MVP caliber type player. I mean, last year he was really, really good. Um, And I made the point a couple episodes ago about Baltimore and how They've I feel like they're going to try to make Lamar Jackson more of a, a passer and like stay in the pocket, and maybe not run as much and not first instinct to run when things break down. I wonder kind of if it's the same idea with Josh Allen, you know what I mean? Like if you look at Buffalo, if they lose Josh Allen, they, they lose everything. I right. mean, I know you could say that about. Probably thirty uh, of the thirty. now, Come on, come f- on, Tom. But for
0: real, for real, for real, for real, they do have one of the better backups in the NFL. Yeah,
1: absolutely right. But I mean, three games down with Allen, they could go three right. now for sure. They could, no doubt. But what I'm saying is, you lose him for a year, and you know in it's a Then I, you're the Bears. You're right, eight and eight flirting right, with exactly. that, or eight and nine or whatever. Maybe you flirt are. into the playoff or you sneak into the playoffs. I don't know. But my point is, is that you kind of wonder that you know Josh Allen, as you said, is more of a bruiser more of a, you know, a punishing style runner. I know he has great speed and he's got great agility and that sort of thing. But, you know, you, you kind of wonder how many hits is it going to take or the Bills going to try to maybe approach it a little bit more with kid gloves and say, you know, we know you do great things with your legs, Josh, but, you know, we have to be smarter. You know, I, and maybe, like you said, that, that reliance or maybe trying to get that running game better, I should say, um, in Buffalo is a key for them. But, again, I just wonder, you know, as Allen comes into, what, his third year now, you kind of, you know, maybe you try to change the way you play a little bit. I mean, Ben did that. I know Ben's a different type of player, a different animal. He's not nearly the athlete that that Josh Allen is, but it kind of goes to the same thing a little bit.
0: Isn't it a little bit negligent that they haven't addressed the running back position? I mean, they're rolling with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss as their number one. Zach and two. Moss
2: was drafted just last year, though. I mean, maybe, you're right. Maybe they thought like he's taking a little bit of time that they didn't give him the ball. That last year, I know, which is odd. I, I thought they would go. Moss over Singletary, but they kind of went, I think, 50-50, if not like 60-40. They went 50-50 it.
0: on the split, but they only ran the ball like 20% of the time anyway, yeah. so there wasn't much of a split there. And Braid is their third, coming from San Francisco, but he was the third in San Francisco too, so it's like, right. It's like that's just like a move to get a third down it's back. It's a lateral move. Who can, it's a Caitlin Bellage move. Exactly, so they, they really ignored that part of their game. The one part of the offense that they did not ignore was that wide receiver core, and it was already really formidable. It might have gotten even better to the point. I feel like every time I talk about a receiving core, I say they're the best in the NFL, but this really is top five with Diggs, Beasley, and now you add Manny Sanders. Right. And it's, I, it's really not good. like you're getting the Manny Sanders who left Pittsburgh to Denver and hooked up with Peyton Manning and was all, right. borderline elite at a couple of years there. Yeah. But, but he's still. I mean, still, he was
2: pretty good in San Francisco. No, no, no. Pretty and in New, in New Orleans. He's yeah. still a
0: very, very, very solid. If he's your number three wide receiver, he's incredibly solid. He'll take coverage away from Beasley. He'll take coverage away from Diggs. And, yeah. you know, that's a veteran in the NFL that when he gets open based on the other two guys getting covered a lot, I mean, there's no reservations as far as throwing the ball towards Emmanuel mm-hmm. Sanders. So although they ignored that running game, they bolstered their passing attack yeah. with the wide receiver core, which kind of tells you, again, they might lean towards a more heavy pass offense this yeah. year and not run the ball that much.
1: Yeah, and again, and I mean, they're making a in our, what was already a strength, an even bigger strength. And like you said, adding Manny Sanders doesn't make them a perennial Super Bowl favorite or anything like that. But it definitely makes the wide receiving core better. It definitely takes coverage away from Diggs and their fourth
0: guy too, Gabriel Davis. Not couple bad. Couple years in the league out of UCF, very solid yeah, wide receiver. Bad. He could break out at it any point.
1: Their, their tight end isn't bad, Dawson, Dawson Knox. Knox. Dawson He's solid, not bad yeah. either. They have a really good pass catching group, and and it's, it's the, one of the better offenses. I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know how many ways we can slice it. Right. For you. I mean, just based on that, you you know, even if you have a a zero at running back, it's still a pretty good offense. Kind of
2: reminds you of the Steelers of last year, yeah, where they have four
1: receivers and they have some decent running backs. Doesn't it kind of like
0: how Tom, and I know that the Bills didn't finish in dead last, so when Tom, before they even picked Harris, was saying oh, the Steelers will only get better this year as far as running the football... I know the Bills could still slide down technically. They were in the 20s. They weren't exactly yeah. dead last. But you have to assume just based on natural progression, they'll get a little bit better right. running the football right. too. And so. it,
1: always, it always helps when you have Josh Allen. I know I, I just said a couple minutes ago that maybe you try to make him not run as much. Maybe you know it's more designed runs and things like that. But it always helps when you have a, a an athlete like that at quarterback that can always help your rushing numbers. Right, definitely. I mean – that's something I guess the Steelers lacked was because Ben was 38
2: at the time, 37. He he wasn't nearly as mobile as he once was. I mean, Kellen, I know you alluded to it a while ago when we were doing our Steelers Hall of Honor. You you alluded to that third and 18 play that Ben Ugh. Roethlisberger ran in Buffalo over a decade ago Ugh. to kind of I don't know if it was to seal the win, but it was. I think it, it, was it came just to late keep in the, the drive alive. It I came think. late in the game. Yeah, but. That's something Ben Roethlisberger was capable of doing. That was in 2010, so that would now be 11 years ago. But now we're 11 years past that. He can't do that anymore. So it's definitely feasible to say that if Ben were the Ben of 10 years ago, you know, we wouldn't be here sitting. We wouldn't be sitting here saying, "Oh, the Sealers needed to get Najee Harris because Ben could have helped the run game in his own mobility." But that's why. Maybe the the Bills didn't feel the need to go out and get a new guy because they had Singletary, they had Moss, and they have a
1: very mobile quarterback in Josh Allen. And I think any team that has a, a mobile ish quarterback, I mean, I know a lot of teams in the NFL kind of have there's not many just sit in the pocket passers anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we we've talked about that many times. But any team that has that, you know, athletic, mobile ish quarterback mm-hmm. has a huge advantage in the running game. Definitely.
0: Don't expect the Steelers to go into Buffalo and get absolutely boat raced in no. this game. It's going to be close. Mike Tomlin just has a knack to have his team play up towards competition. You want right. to bash Tomlin for playing down towards competition. You also have to recognize the other side of that coin. The Steelers show up in big games they nine, nine times out of ten. They barely ever get blown out in the NFL, and I don't think this would happen here. Um, uh, it's, an, it's a simple game plan for the Steelers. We mentioned stopping the run. That might be done for you, though, because the Bills just would refuse to run the football. Getting after Josh Allen is a huge thing. He's slippery in that pocket. He He's so big that one guy, Vince Williams, Devin Bush, could just bounce right off of him. Yeah. Got to make sure once you wrap him, you bring him down. Get a lot of pressure on him. Get in his face. Make him uncomfortable. Force him to throw a couple of interceptions or fumble the football. Turn the bills over. That's always huge when you're playing a tough offense. And in as far as the Steelers' offense is concerned, I think run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They are so good in their secondary in Buffalo with Tredavious mm-hmm. White, one of the best corners in football. He's opposite of Levi Wallace, who's fine. But a good compliment to him And their safeties in Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are very solid safeties. So that secondary is extremely tough. They have a good linebacker in the middle in Terrell Edmonds' yeah, he's his brother, Tremaine really Edmonds. He's the better Edmonds yeah. brother for sure. Yeah. But, you know, up front, Ed Oliver, they picked him last year. Didn't really pan out the way that most people thought Ed Oliver would pan out. He was a star in college. Yeah. It's not really turning that way in the NFL. Vernon Butler, Jerry Hughes, and Mario Addison—the other guys up front—those are guys you can run the ball against. Mm-hmm. And I think that if the Steelers' offensive line can get that little grit that they were looking for, and you, know, you draft the right. Kendrick Green because he's got that mean streak to him, if that mean streak can spread to the other four guys on that line, and DeCastro can come back in form like he was, and the tackles, you know, are solid—Banner and Chooks—they should be able to push these guys around. They should be able to create holes for Najee. It's a it's, it's a running attack that I think beats the Buffalo Bills. Mm, it keeps yeah. their offense off the field, obviously. And whenever their offense is on the field, your defense is well rested enough that they can pin their ears back and get after
1: Allen. And I think that's going to be the way that the Steelers approach. I know we're talking about this game in May, and it's, oh, all it's the Oh, aw- it's
0: awesome, though. We got but a legit know, game. We right. know who our first <laughs> matchup is. Right. I mean, but singularly focused on the Buffalo Bills. Boys. Right. I mean, a lot
1: can change from now until then, but the Bills yeah, can get a running back. Right, sure. I mean, and. I think that's the best way to go about it is to run the ball. I mean, you listed all their 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 corners and their safeties are, are pretty good in Buffalo. Um, and yeah, Edmonds is really good. But you know, you, if you can control the line of scrimmage, it makes it a lot easier. And you mentioned too, the defense for the Steelers, the key is turning Buffalo over and continuously doing that. You got to think to the game last year. That's how the Steelers stayed in the game early, um, was they turned Josh Allen over. I think there was an interception early. There was a fumble early. It wasn't a pretty football game by the Steelers, but the turnovers allowed them to stay in it, and it made it look a hell of a lot more competitive than it was because, really, the score didn't indicate that game. You know what I mean? Like It was a close game on the scoreboard, but turnovers were really the only thing keeping the Steelers in the game at that point. And that was with a different defense that they have this
2: year. I mean— you lose some key pieces and hopefully you got you bring in guys through the draft and and you know we talked about last last episode the the rotation at the outside linebacker position you just don't know like what's going what you're going to see out of this defense it's been so consistent in the past couple of years especially since the arrival of Mika Fitzpatrick but with such such numerous departures it, it could look different it, uh, you mean you may not have You may not be able to rely on your defense as much as you were in the past two years when when playing Buffalo pittsburgh
0: steelers and the buffalo bills that's a massive matchup it has yeah. playoff implications obviously it's also <laughs> on paper for fans of the nfl just a great marquee matchup for week one i'm
1: sure that'll do great ratings across we the got week. a lot
0: of marquee matchups for week one too boys uh great schedule to start the season uh, off i think the nfl did a phenomenal job putting some really intriguing sexy matchups on our table starting with the kickoff game tampa bay buccaneers will raise their banner at raymond james stadium on thursday night Against the Dallas Cowboys. Heavy, heavy hitters there. Mm -hmm. Dallas always brings in the ratings. Going to be interested to see Dallas with Dak Prescott back under center. Definitely. Should be a really good game. I think a game between two teams that are looking to win their division. So great matchup there. Something that's really interesting is the one o'clock game on CBS opposite of the Steelers. Won't be able to watch that here in Pittsburgh because the Steelers will obviously be on, but the (laughs) Jets are playing the Panthers. Yeah. little Sam Darnold revenge game right and off the line, bad. Yeah. Zach Wilson most likely being the starter there. Rookie Zach Wilson going into Carolina and facing off against the guy whose job he just took in Sam Darnold. That's really interesting. I think whoever was making the schedule at the NFL had a little tongue-in-cheek moment there. Great, great matchup. Something I'll keep an eye on for sure while I'm watching the Steelers game. But some other really intriguing stuff. A 1 o'clock start on Fox Seattle and in Indy. That's a really good AFC NFC yeah. interconference matchup right there between two teams with playoff aspirations. Another one with two teams from those same co- divisions. The Cardinals go up against the Titans at one o'clock on Sunday. Two teams with playoff aspirations. Uh, I mean, it and then it doesn't really stop. Another one o'clock Chargers and the, the football team, and both teams. Washington made the playoffs last year. Trying to make it again this year, has a great defense in Washington. Mm-hmm. Breaking in Ryan Fitzpatrick, a quarterback, and the L. A. Chargers, who have playoff aspirations for sure. And I, I think the big game. No offense to Steelers Bills, but the one that I'm circling as the best game is the 4:25 CBS kickoff between the Brownies and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, Remember, the Browns really another them,
2: another possible revenge game here. The yeah. Browns
0: took them to the woodshed in that game in the AFC divisional round. A lot of people after the Browns upset the Steelers kind of thought they would just meet their maker in the Chiefs. Yeah. They did not roll no, over man. and die in that game. It they, took a Chad Henney fourth down right, yeah. conversion for the Chiefs to ice that game. Miracle scramble. By so by the Chad Browns. Henney. Took the Chiefs' best punch, and they punched back. They're, yeah. they're ready to face off against them, so I'm really interested in
1: that one. Yeah, that that might be the, the most— That's the game of the week. I yeah, think. that might be the most intriguing matchup on the slate. Um, I know the New England-Miami game that's at 425-2 is, is very intriguing. Um, both of those games are—but I think, you know, whether it's Pittsburgh-Buffalo, uh, Cleveland-Kansas City, or Miami-New England, those are three really good Week 1 games. Right. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the one the one that I have circled other than obviously the Steelers is is Kansas City, Cleveland. Again, that could kind of be a little bit of a revenge game. And if could be an AFC championship. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Cleveland is the team that everybody thinks they are and and that we kind of believe that they are, it would be a huge statement for them to beat the the AFC champion, the two time uh, AFC champion. The Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, it would, be a, it would be a huge statement. Like, look, we're here. We're ready to go. Right. And um, I'm
0: sure that, the, you know, Baker's mind, a lot of the yeah. Browns, Miles Garrett's mind, Stefanski's mind, you know, they had the Chiefs in that game. I'm sure yeah. they see this they, schedule. They did, they, they see this drop today, see that they're playing the Chiefs. I'm sure teams are notified before the public are notified mm-hmm. who they're going to play. But once they find out that they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm sure it's, oh, yeah. Like, this is – we – we're out to this prove is what We wanted. Yeah. We, we wanted to show another shot at these guys. We knew we were going to get it because we knew we were going to play them this year. At but, some point, sure. But we wanted another shot at these guys as fast as possible because, you know,
2: last time the Browns played it was against the Chiefs. So correct me it's if a revenge I'm wrong. game in all senses of the word. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe week one for the Browns last year was that blowout game against the Ravens. The Ravens torched them. And I don't know if it was
1: week one. Let me look.
2: I know it came early because I remember people saying, you know, Cleveland built up like a four and two record before they played, or a four and one record before yeah. they played right. Pittsburgh, and and then Pittsburgh blew them out. And people were saying, oh well, their four wins were against teams like Jacksonville and whoever, just bad teams. The but they they lost badly against Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I'm, I'm yep. assuming Cleveland doesn't want to have to deal with those those
1: those right. national right. headlines they saying come like they're, out.
2: they're they're off-season champs once again right. they are 2021 hype champs once again and they don't want to get torched by kansas city i'm sure there's that mentality sitting in there saying we can't come out and play a, <laughs> another good team
1: week one and then get snuffed again it goes back to 20, 20 2019 too they got Demolished by the Titans. Titans. I'll never forget that. That was the year for Uh, them too. That was
2: that was like the most surprising game for that week, I believe. I remember that was when that was in Cleveland. I think Baker goes
0: down the field first drive. Perfect drive, touchdown, easy for the Browns. Everybody's like, well, this is it. They're a superstar team. They missed the extra point. It's 6-0. Yeah. The Titans just boat raced them from Killed then them on. Them. Delaney Walker, remember, after the game. You they, they, crown are them, crown crown they are who we thought they are. They are who we thought they are. Yep, And same thing happened to the Ravens. So, yeah, Jacob, they want to change the mm-hmm. narrative. They want to beat the Chiefs week one and say, hey, the Brownies are 1-0. Big bad Kansas City Chiefs are starting in a hole of zero and one because yeah. of us. What like, would be the more surprising? They get national respect right off the bat.
2: What would be the more surprising story? The Browns start one and 0 or The Chiefs start zero and one. Ooh, the Chiefs starting yeah, zero and one for sure. Because I,
0: Chiefs are only going to lose one or two, three, yeah. three games at the most. Four this year, at as the far very most. Mind. I feel I mean, like yeah. So anytime they lose, it's kind of like a shock to the system. Uh, Other games, the primetime games, uh, before we get to primetime, the other 425 games, the Broncos are playing the Giants. The Packers are playing the Saints. That was sexy a year ago. Uh, We don't know what the Saints are going to look like without Drew Brees. Jameis Winston starter probably. It could still be an interesting game. It could be Taysom Hill. Who knows who's going to start for them. Uh, Packers have a lot of drama surrounding them with Aaron Rodgers as well. The nightcaps. Sunday night football is the Chicago Bears and the LA Rams. We get our first look at the new look LA Rams under Matt Stafford's
2: command as he steps in as starting quarterback there. So to allude back to one of our draft post draft conversations about Matt Nagy maybe starting going with Andy Dalton over Justin Fields. Do do you really want Justin Fields' first start to come against Aaron (laughs) Aaron Donald Donald and everyone on that LA defense? It's very possible Matt Nagy goes with Andy Dalton week one just to kind of spare Justin Fields. Now, Justin Fields is
0: more talented than Nathan Peterman by a 1,000, 1,000 miles, but it kind of reminds me of when Nathan Peterman got his first start in Buffalo. They did it on a road trip to L.A. against Bosa, and he threw five interceptions. Was that the five-interception game? And it was kind of like, okay, Peterman's bad, but then people in the know are kind of like, Okay, but, like, it's kind of irresponsible to start the rookie on a West Coast road trip against one of the better defenses in the entire NFL. And, by the way, back then he's going up against Philip Rivers, too. So, like, it kind of stinks of that where it's, like, just have Andy Dalton kind of be a sacrificial lamb for week one against the Rams. And then whenever you return home to play, like, the Lions in a couple weeks, that's when Justin Fields gets his first start in the NFL. But, yeah. I was on board of you got to start Justin Fields if he's ready. But even if he's ready, I look at Aaron Donald. I look at going to L.A. for week one. I look at it being under the lights, the entire nation watching. And I'm just like, you know what, Justin? Justin couple more weeks. Let's yeah. just let's just if ease just into this. And not just this one. Let's just ease into this and then finally Monday night football. Only one Monday night football game has been yeah, announced. kind of. There's odd. usually two. What's with I that? wonder if they're going to do another one They'll or if they're not. They, they might go, flex a game. Who but knows. the only one we have so far is an 8:15 start, which is his normal start. Remember last year when the Steelers were the first they were what, leg, seven? they were like a 7:10 yeah. start. So Seems like they're going with just one. Baltimore Ravens and the Las Vegas Raiders. Intriguing matchup. A team that I think the Ravens should probably handle pretty easily, though. Uh, I think the Ravens should get out to a 1-0 start. Got to go to Vegas, though. That's always a tough uh, trip going out to the West Coast, no matter who you are. Uh, And it's at home. Vegas is probably going to have fans in their new stadium for the first time. Yeah. They couldn't last season. So it's going to be packed. It's going to be wild. Do you see they have a DJ in the end zone now? Like yeah, like and like and a a some DJ club room. levels, yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. But it's going to be a wild it's experience very vague there. A uh, good idea for the league to start Monday Night Football there. It, it'll be a party, like no question about it. Sure. And uh, but I think the Ravens will spoil that party. Uh, it should be a decent game, though. I think the Raiders are competitive, if not a playoff team. But that's the week one schedule, and, guys, it's a full slate. It, it's Ooh. really, really well done by the NFL, and you want to have excitement drummed up for the season. What better way than to have five or six matchups that team people really want to watch starting the season?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a handful of, of matchups on there that are really, really intriguing, and even the ones that aren't super intriguing should be, like, good football games. Like, they, they, they're competitive football games. I think week one man, uh, I'm ready to go and we're only in May. Well, we don't know
0: where the rest of the Steelers games will fall, what week they'll be in, what time they'll be in. That'll come out tonight and we will be doing some schedule release schedules early tomorrow morning and get those out to you ASAP for you to break all of that down. But since we don't know now, on our next episode, we do know that they will play the division opponents twice. I want to talk about how the Steelers match up against each division opponent as it stands right now. What are the prospects for those two meetings this year? Can they go 6-0 in the AFC North? We'll find all of that out on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Steelers Standard. You can check them all out at Steelers.com or download and subscribe to them on Apple or Spotify. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gorski, I'm Tom Opperman. Thanks as always for listening. We'll talk to you next time.